This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Sports Better's Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network. All right, after a little bit of a holiday for the 4th of July, we're ready to get back into this as kind of that's little bit of a turning point uh, for the Major League Baseball uh, season. We also uh, got all the All-Stars and uh, and some major injuries uh, coming uh, down the stretch uh, at the turn, rather. Um, and I, I guess that's the biggest thing, Bruce. You know, we're waiting, okay, can the Reds keep it up? Can the Orioles, your Orioles with your hat there, looking like Mark Belanger, can they, can they, keep, it, uh, can they keep it going? The Angels, can they sustain it? And we're starting to see some of – whether it's injuries or just tail off in Texas, even kind of, I thought got mentally bruised a bit, losing three or four, two really tough losses uh, as big brother, the Houston Astros came into Arlington and took three out of four. So trying to see as the, the, the script has flipped in major league baseball this year, how some of the smaller budget teams have outperformed some of the bigger budget teams. How long could it go? Yeah, and, and interesting, too, because we're coming up on the trade deadline in a few weeks, and normally some of these teams would have been sellers. And that's one thing we've seen uh, less in recent years because there have been fewer teams that have been, with the extra uh, wildcard teams now, there haven't been many teams really out of the race by the end of uh, July. And uh, But in recent years, I mean, you've seen some sellers there usually, I and mean, oftentimes it's been the teams that have risen up this season. It's been the Pittsburghs. It's been the Cincinnati's. It's been the Miami's. Uh, but this year they're they're in contention. Uh, but we, we, we have – so that's some, one thing we'll want to watch, though, coming up on the deadline by the end of the month. Uh, the All-Star game has moved up about a week this year, though. Uh, so it's a little bit earlier than it was last year. We are, though, just past the half-mile pole in the season because we're, uh, we've gone past the halfway point. And you're right. I think the great storylines are some of those teams that have come out of nowhere – but also, I mean, you're seeing some of these teams start to um, – uh, the, 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 the Yankees and, and the Astros all of a sudden starting to look like they might be ready to put something together here. So this is a more intriguing July than we've seen, though, in recent years. But it's mainly because of what you just – what you said a moment ago. These uh, teams out of nowhere all of a sudden throw Arizona in there, too, that are suddenly uh, in contention. Oh, I didn't. I didn't mention Arizona. I didn't mention Miami. Didn't mention Baltimore. Or, I mean, I did mention Baltimore, but I mean, it's just, uh, it's been, it's been interesting uh, to say the least. A competitive balance is much overdue in baseball, and I don't think it's anything that uh, the uh, the league has uh, changed their structure. It's more just. I think it's just a little bit of a coincidental uh, this year. But, you know, the uh, the Rangers were probably the first and most aggressive, and Chapman has looked great. He has looked great. They they um, elected to pitch him in the eighth and not the ninth and trying to hold on to that, uh, that lead uh, where they got to back-to-back doubles to uh, blow the ninth inning lead on Monday. So uh, some strange uh, in that 12-11 game. So a lot of uh, maneuvering going on uh, in uh, Major League Baseball getting ready to happen, and that's what we'll have to see 
if some um, if uh, who's the sellers and who are the buyers. White Sox got a few guys I think a lot of teams uh, would be very interested in. Let's look at the Houston Astros and the Colorado Rockies, the second game. Astros win it easily, 4-1 to one yesterday. Uh, France, the kid from the New Orleans area, well, he got a lot of run support last time. 14 nothing at Bush last time out, but he was on cruise control. 2-20 favorite at home against Colorado and Anderson. Yeah, I might go a, a run line here uh, with Houston. You'll get a little bit better price, uh, closer to even money on it. But uh, you mentioned that about France, and, and we had talked about him before um, uh, here on uh, Sports Better's Paradise, Jimmy, and also on the Friday show in Baton Rouge. But uh, he, he had been a victim of lack of run support, and his, his numbers have been actually fairly good. And, and through June, uh, his ERA was 2.43 and 5 starts. Um, the, the Astros only won two of them. However, like you said, when they finally got him some runs last Thursday at St. Louis, look what happened. He went seven innings, only four hits, no runs, and 14 to nothing Houston. So finally he got some runs. And I think it's a safe assumption, uh, Jimmy, that he will get some runs today against Colorado. Now, this might be one of our sellers at the deadline. If they had anybody... Uh, on the market that anybody wanted. True. It, doubtful it would be Chase Anderson. Now, his last three starts, he, he hasn't given up all these runs. Colorado has given up. He's given up, given up a lot, though. Uh, and that's 53 runs have mm. been scored against Colorado in Anderson's last three starts. Now, you say, okay, Angels had 25 that one game. Well, the other two, it was 14 each. I mean, this is really bad. His ERA in the last three games... 21.22. Um, so the ex-Oklahoma Sooner. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, and and uh, another thing here, Colorado on the road, 13 and 30 this year. I know you'd like to talk about run differential. Minus 145, Colorado. They are way, way the worst in the in the uh, National League. So you can be comfortable going against them on the run line. Like we said, Houston's starting to pick up the pace a little bit here. I will do that with the Astros. It's an afternoon game at Minute Maid, but... Um, Houston's on the way up, and Colorado continues on the way down. All right, uh, not not a not twenty two uh, not a twenty two ERA, but not a very good one for Ashcraft of Cincinnati. He has struggled, but the Cincinnati lineup continues to find ways to support guys like Weaver and him, uh, and they continue to roll. Washington struggling, especially at home. I believe it's twelve of the last thirteen at home now. Ashcraft on the road here, looking for the sweep, a minus 124-9.5 against Isaiah Gray. Stunt was pitched okay uh, for the Washington Nationals, but the Nationals really struggling at the plate. Yeah, they really are. And all season long, they've had struggles, uh, more struggles at home than on the road, curiously so. Um, and Ashcraft, uh, yeah, we had talked about him throughout uh, June. Although he came up, his best effort, uh, you know, well over a month came last Friday against the Padres. Only one run, six and two-thirds innings. Not too bad at all. Um, and another game the Reds found a way to win uh, with their bats in the late uh, innings. Uh, Gray, the other way, uh, yeah, his numbers aren't overall too bad this season. Although, uh, curiously, like the Nats themselves, his numbers are way, way worse at home. Twice as bad ERA at home. Uh, over five, 5.17 is home ERA this season. So the Nats continue to beat themselves with sloppy play. And uh, that's something the Reds have tightened up considerably. And all of these guys, even I mean, beyond De La Cruz, we know how good he is, but Stevenson, Steer, 
uh, Jonathan India last year, a great rookie year. I mean, they're all of a sudden it's come together for them, and they're halfway to a sweep this week. They got one more uh, Thursday in Washington, but I mean, they might win all four in Washington here. And they're 21 and six, their last 27. Uh, they are now setting the pace in the NL Central. They, this looks like it can sustain to me, and I'll lay what looks like a pretty fair money line price here with the Reds and Ashcraft again today. How about Joey Votto uh, coming back with a, a home run over the weekend as yeah. well was uh, the difference. So, I mean, all of this youth, Votto's healthy now. And, man, uh, <laughs> the Reds' home games have not been uh, that uh, that much of an electric atmosphere in a long, long time. All right, Toronto and Jose Barrios and uh, uh, going against White Sox at Lance Lynn. Barrios had been better. Now, it was a high-profile acquisition from uh, Toronto, from from Minnesota to Toronto, and he's been been really steady, but the last two of three, not so much. Lynn, well, he's uh, his ERA is uh, six and a half. The whip is one and a half. He has struggled pretty much all season long. Just doesn't look like it's going to turn around uh, for Lynn this year. So, Barrios minus one and a half on the road on the south side is plus 138 at Bet Rivers. Yeah, I think that's a this is a worthwhile run line you can take. Sometimes you know we like those teams. Get the we know we're going to get the at bat in the ninth inning with the, the the team on the run line on the road. So that's one thing to consider here for Toronto. But uh, you mentioned Lynn the other way. There's some real red flags, Jimmy, uh, with Lynn, and there have been all season. His his ERA has been hovering above six since April, and it's been pretty constant. Uh, he's getting hit hard. He's allowed 22 homers. That's the most in the American League. I saw him pitch last week in Anaheim. The White Sox actually won that game because the Angels were worse. Uh, but uh, Lynn has just not been sharp all season long. And uh, like you said, it's uh, getting a little bit late for him to turn things around and change. Uh, Barrios the other way. Uh, yeah, not as sharp the last couple of starts. But you look back on the season Really, since he really struggled those first two starts in April, uh, since then his, his ERA is about 2.75, even with these last couple starts. So he has he's he's solidified, and I think this is a very important stretch for Toronto because um, we we see we mentioned at the outset uh, the Yankees and Astros are starting to pick up the pace right now, and it looks like uh, they'll be in the wild card race right now, and they're making a move. Baltimore several games ahead of uh, Toronto so uh, they're just past the half mile pole here and they're going to have to start winning and uh, I think there's some urgency attached to them as well so let's look at Toronto on the run line here I don't mind looking against Lynn and uh, Toronto's bats can do a lot of damage and this is really trouble for Lynn all those homers he's given up all right, uh, San Diego at Petco looking to sweep the Angels Angels had all kinds of chances against uh <clears throat> Uh, against Blake Snell, uh, but just could not uh, could not uh, get the key hit. I mean, they left a ton of runners on there. Snell about as uh, about as big of a struggle as he's had uh, since he's been on this unbelievable run. But Musgrove, he continues, and you know the way Snell has pitched most of the time, and Musgrove as of late, that is a w- nice one-two hammer. We know the lineup is loaded with talent. They're starting to hit a little bit now. Seth Lugo comes in, so he. They like to go him uh, through once or twice in the lineup, and he's um, like the run line is minus one and a half plus 106 against the all of a sudden bruised up Angels. Now, we know Trout is out. 
Otani and in uh, Rendon. We'll see about tonight. So Otani uh, had to leave because of the, a blister on his uh, finger, but he uh, is expected to try and give it a go at DH. We know how they can be very extra careful uh, with him. So check the lineup when that that comes out. But uh, San Diego minus one and a half is the run line plus money at plus one hundred six at Bet Rivers. Bruce, it has your attention. Yeah, San Diego again here, looking for three straight in this series. They've scored 18 runs the first two games. You know, the Angels uh, have been wobbling here the last couple of weeks. And even before this news with Trout uh, yesterday, they were in trouble. Uh, they've now lost 6 of 7, 10 of 14. And they're ready. I mean, if results go a certain way, they win. They lose today. Seattle wins its game at San Francisco. Seattle leapfrogs them in the standings. They're going the wrong way right now. Here's a stat that I saw interesting for the Angels, and I think this is sort of indicative of why they're, they're probably not going to sustain a push here. Uh, with runners in scoring position this year, the Angels have more strikeouts than any team in the American League, 210. So they really, I mean, it, it's not a disciplined lineup, and yeah, you can you can live with that with Trout and, and Shohei, but uh, that that's they're, they're not as efficient as they uh, should be. Lugo, you mentioned, uh, he can give you five innings. He's been giving Bob Melvin five or so good innings. His ERA is 2.25 as three June starts. He's usually out of there fifth or sixth, but he's been pretty steady. He just hasn't gotten a lot of run support, and his bullpen blew that game at Cincinnati last Friday. Sandoval the other way, uh, you know, they've, the Angels have lost seven of his last eight starts. If not for that one start in Kansas City a little over two weeks ago in June, his numbers would have been horrific. Now, he pitched a good seven innings that night in Kansas City. Otherwise, his other four June starts, 9.82 ERA. And I mentioned a moment ago that game against the White Sox I saw last week against Lynn. He did not look sharp, and the White Sox uh, got the old merry-go-round going in the, in the uh, third inning in that game. Uh, they're a flat-out go against right now. Shohei probably plays tonight. That blister, more likely to keep him off the mound for a while. Good thing for the Angels, the All-Star break's coming up. Uh, and, and after the break, I think Phil Nevin resets the rotation and probably pushes Shohei back a little bit. Um, so unless he pitches in the All-Star game, and I doubt they would with that blister, we won't see him on the mound, though. He'll probably play DH. All said and done. San Diego, run line. They are playing better. Bogarts is swinging now. Soto's had a pretty decent year. Cronenworth, big night last night. And they didn't play that bad in the weekend against Cincinnati. They, they If Cincinnati wasn't so hot, the, Reds, uh, the Padres might have been able to win another game or two in Cincinnati. But they look like they might be ready to turn a corner, so I think we can ride them right now. They're, they're loaded, man. I mean, the, the everybody's healthy. Uh, you know, I mean, it's just a matter of, you know, with Soto, Machado, and, uh, and Tatis Jr., and then you got Xander Bogarts and, uh, and Odor. I mean, Cronenworth uh, hit one over the fence and off the fence yesterday. I mean, they, they've got – I mean, they have no weaknesses. They have really no weaknesses, and you just wonder if they're going to try and get it going again. So we will see. So uh, San Diego, they fooled me before, but uh, now they've uh, won two in a row after losing six of seven. Uh, actually, seven of eight. All right, let's go to uh, Arizona and another team that's trying to keep it going. So the Arizona uh, Diamondbacks still atop the uh, NL West against the Dodgers, who lost another pitcher uh, for the season. So the Dodgers are um, kind of – Kind of hanging around and showing that they're about to maybe uh, pass them up. But the uh, Arizona Diamondbacks, Henry is minus 107 at home against um, uh, Kodai Senga for the Mets. Minus 107, similar pitching numbers for these two teams. Of course, the Mets won a wild one on uh, 4th of July on Tuesday. 
Yeah, and uh, for the Mets, this is reason to celebrate. I mean, that's three wins in a row. They finally won a series on the weekend against the uh, Giants uh, with that win on Sunday night, uh, giving them two or three. They, the previous eight series, uh, they, they did not have a win. So, I mean, they've been losing series after series after series. They've kind of put themselves in a hole there in the NL East. The Braves are over the horizon, we know, but uh, is it too late to make a wild card push? Maybe not, but they don't have much more time to waste. But and nonetheless, I think this is a little bit getting carried away, the odds makers with the uh, Mets. Uh, now, I know Arizona's slight favorite here tonight. I think they should be a little bit more of a favorite just based on um, more than the last couple of days' worth of work. We've seen, The Mets have not been able to sustain anything this season. Though Sengai. Uh, uh, Senga has not pitched that badly. He's like Lugo for uh, San Diego. He usually gives five or six innings to Buck. But uh, Tommy Henry's pitched very well the other way. Uh, 1.96 ERA, his last three starts, really shut down the Angels uh, last week in Anaheim. Um, and he's sort of come around here now. And, and Arizona has, has hung in there okay. They've, yeah, they have lost two in a row. They did win that series over the weekend in Anaheim, though. And to me, it looks like they, they, they might have some staying power. I could see them doing a little bit here at the deadline to help themselves out. Mostly, though, because uh, the Dodgers, with all these injuries, and the Giants start, starting to wobble a bit right now. Um, it's not like the last few years with the Dodgers and the Giants. I'm not quite sure they've recaptured 2021 yet. So Arizona's still not in too bad a shape. And I think this is a good price tonight with Henry. And I'll do it with the uh, Diamondbacks to bounce back. I just don't quite trust the Mets now. I'm not ready to go on get on board with them uh, like I am with the Reds and some of these other teams that have gotten hot lately. July was supposed to be a, uh, a soft month uh, for the San Francisco Giants, but it has not started out that way uh, in losing, uh, you know, a couple at home to uh, Seattle and uh, also one over the weekend. The wow, when you see the trickle-down effect from these entries, the pitching staff for the Dodgers, 9-7. Uh, they lose at home to the Pittsburgh Pirates last night, three in the ninth. They went through six pitchers last night as the Pirates beat them. I mean, that's just a team they cannot, you know, afford to to lose. So, Miller, speaking of the Pirates in the uh, in the Dodgers, Dodgers, Miller, 259 is the total at Bet Rivers against um, against Pittsburgh and, Be- and Beto. So, um, the, the the total at nine after last night's offensive explosion got your attention, Bruce. Yeah, and it, sometimes it you know that it, that doesn't carry over. But I think the other point you made, Jimmy, about the Dodgers is the prescient one here, and that's about the the, the pitching staff and the injuries. Now uh, they, Kershaw down. Now this might not be as long as as for Dustin May, but he he's had a a really nice. Uh, he's he's been the anchor in the rotation again this season. Without him, I'm not sure where they would have been. He's now out, so he'll be out until well after the All Star break, or at least a couple weeks probably. And uh, you look at some of these guys they've put in the room. I mean, uh, Bueller hasn't pitched all season. Dustin May has now had another arm surgery. Urias far, uh, finally came back the other night, did not look good against Kansas City. Um, I, I wonder what uh, what uh, Friedman's going to do here at the deadline, if they're going to go out and look for some more pitching because uh, the division is still within reach. And do they really trust some of these rookies? Sheehan got hit hard again last night. Bobby yeah. Miller... You mentioned him, he goes tonight. His last few starts have not been good. Uh, actually, since about, what, the fifth or sixth inning of that start against San Francisco, and he had looked great up until that point. Since then, though, he's been hit hard. His ERA is over 12 in his last 11 two-thirds innings pitched, um, so he's been getting hit as big league hitters are figuring him out. I think Pittsburgh can do some business here tonight. 
Now, another guy, to, another rookie to bring out. A lot of good rookies coming up. We, you know, Dela Cruz, we talked about him a lot. Corbin Carroll earlier the year with the, the Diamondbacks. Uh, Henry Davis, very highly touted for the uh, Pirates, comes up, outfielder. Uh, he's making an impact right away. Uh, he's had some nice hits, and that offense seems to be picking up a little bit. They'll do some business on Miller. The other way, though, uh, I do think the Dodgers will do some business on Beto, uh, who's making, uh, what, his fifth start. He looked okay his first start. He's been hit very hard his last couple uh, for Pittsburgh. Uh, 5.4 ERA his last three. And I think the Dodgers, who have been scoring some runs in this series, are going to do so again tonight. But against Miller the other way, Pittsburgh can, might keep pace. I don't think nine is high enough. I think this one probably goes over at the Ravine uh, in the rubber match of this midweek set. Miller started out, uh, like you said, but they have figured him out, and uh, it's been really rough since. I mean, think of look, look, the last three games. I mean, Grove, Sheehan, and Miller. Not, not exactly uh, not exactly that payroll. doesn't match that payroll of what they uh, what they were expected. So they've had some injuries, and so it has hurt. You know, the Dodgers were kind of a fashionable fade team or their win total uh, this year. So uh, the, some people expected them to kind of, uh, kind of come back to the path. A little bit. All right. Uh, every Tuesday, usually we do the uh, with Bruce and it's uh, kind of bet the board and everything else. Bruce, you get uh, right around the corner here on Sports Better's Paradise YouTube channel is our college football previews, which I know we really enjoy. It's an e excellent, excellent guide to kind of uh, help just just speed up the whole your whole research process. Uh, to kind of give you uh, to get, just give you a little bit of a general knowledge uh, for some of these uh, conferences around college football, as a lot of things change now, especially more amplified with the uh, the transfer portal. Absolutely, and uh, I'm starting to put some of those previews up there at the, at CBS Sportsline now, and we'll start ramping this thing up in uh, July. I'll be in uh, Nashville in a couple of weeks for SEC Media Day, so I'll be doing the show from there, and we'll see some of our friends down there as well. So it's it's coming, and we're what uh, two months away, a little less than two months, and college football will kick it off. So it's coming. All right, for Bruce Marshall of Vegas Insider and CBS Sports Line, I'm Jimmy Ott on the Sports Betters Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network.